Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and today we are going to get deep. Yeah, we're going to get deep. Last week, I kind of eased back, right? I wanted to ease back a little bit. Well, we looked at the model. I mean, you go back, it was fun. We talked about Iron Man. We talked about Aquaman. We looked at the model and we just kind of dissected some behavior and it was fun. It was, it was great. You know, it was kind of like, here's the model. Here's how it works in application, kind of giving you some examples. Today, we're getting into something a little deeper. I'm going to explain to you why elevating your alpha behooves you to do so. <laughs> See, I don't want to tell you to do it. It's not my place to tell you what to do. You know, that's not my place. I am a coach. I'm a guide. When you make the decision to elevate your alpha, then I'm the guy you come to. I'm the guy that takes you through that process so that you can practice it. It's a skill set. But I'm not the one that tells you you should do it. I don't tell you you should do it. I don't tell you have to do it. Because again, words like should and have to, those come from the beta condition. Once you believe you should do something or have to do something, you've abdicated choice, right? You've abdicated free will. You basically you've jumped into your beta condition and you've said, I don't have control. Now I must. This must happen. So I'm not going to sit here on this podcast <laughs> and tell you you have to do this. I'm going to explain to you why it behooves you to elevate your alpha. I'm going to explain to you why it's important, why it might be a good idea, why you might want to think about this process. The same way I would explain to somebody why it would be a good idea to learn how to read, which is another skill set, or learn how to write. You don't have to. It's just a good idea. Like It helps you in life. Now, I've talked about problems. We've talked about problems. Now, there's lots of different kinds of problems. There's external problems, there's internal problems, and there's philosophical problems. And I've discussed the external problems. Elevating your alpha, becoming an alpha male, solves external problems. It solves external problems with women, right? You, don't, you no longer have this same thought about women. You no longer approach them with a beta condition of nice guy where you put them on a pedestal. You no longer approach them with this beta condition of bad boy where you're kind of in this almost like dominance over women. Like you try to put them down, like you put them in a lower place. You're no longer in a perfectionist mindset. The point is you, you don't have the external problem with women anymore. Women become easy, right? Women are a, a natural part of life that you enjoy. You no longer have problems with wealth, right? Money is not a status symbol. It doesn't make you in your mind who you are, right? Money is just a tool. It's a value-based tool. You no longer have problems with health. These are all external problems that are solved when you elevate your alpha. But we also solve internal problems when you elevate your alpha. And I've discussed those a little bit as well internal problems such as confidence. When you're in your alpha state, you are much more confident. You feel better, right? You have this aura about you where you 
are the man, right? You are the greatest and you are, which is why that's your alpha state, <laughs> right? So we have external problems that are solved. We have internal problems that are solved. Today, I'm going to talk about the philosophical problems that are solved when you elevate your alpha, which is why this is going to get deep. What I want to do is I want to start with a psychological concept that was laid out in 1943, very old, by a guy named Abraham Maslow, okay? And he put together a pyramid that he called the hierarchy of needs. And there are essentially five of them. There's the physiological needs, food, water, warmth. There's safety needs. There's belongingness, you know, love needs. There's esteem needs. And then at the top, there was self-actualization. All five of these needs can be broken down more into, or can be kind of grouped up more, I should say, into basic needs, psychological needs, and then that self-actualization is the self-fulfillment need. I'm not going to get into the pyramid, right? Because that's a psychological theory. That's something you can read about. But what's important here is just a couple things. One, this five-stage model is basically broken into two parts. It's broken into deficiency needs and growth needs. And the first four levels, the levels under self-actualization are deficiency needs. And then self-actualization is growth needs or being needs. And you might've heard me talk about the shift from sustenance to being before. Now, deficiency needs arise because of deprivation, right? And they're said to motivate people when they are unmet. So they come from scarcity. It's essentially like, I don't have this, I need this. So the motivation to fulfill these needs becomes stronger the longer the duration they are denied, right? For example, the longer a person goes without food, the more hungry they become, right? Now, initially, Maslow said that Individuals must satisfy lower level needs before progressing on to meeting the higher level growth needs. But he then he later clarified and said that it's not an all or none phenomenon. For example, I want you to think like a lot of us don't worry about eating. Like we're not living in a hunter gatherer society where we're constantly hunting, constantly gathering, but we still get hungry. And when we're not hungry, we can survive at higher levels of the hierarchy, you know, esteem, belongingness, safety. But once we get hungry, what happens? We get into the hangry, right? All of a sudden, it doesn't matter. Myself, my prestige and feeling of accomplishment doesn't matter. I don't care. You know, I'm less willing to fulfill my belonging and love needs. You know, I'm much less willing to be an active, helpful, kind participant in a group when I'm hangry. Like, I just need to eat. Okay, I got to go. I need to eat. And so you can fluctuate back and forth, up and down this pyramid, as Maslow stated. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because these needs are essentially built on the human condition. Right? It's the span of the, of the human life, every life. You see, at each stage of human existence, the adult man is off on his quest, right? Off on the quest of his holy grail, the way of life he seeks by which to live, right, guys? I mean, this is what we're doing. This is why we're here. And at the first level, he is on a quest for automatic physiological satisfaction. 
right? At that first level, all we want is food. All we want is water, warmth, sex. That is it. At the second level, he seeks a safe mode of living. And this is followed, in turn, by a search for heroic status, for power and glory, by a search for ultimate peace, a search for material pleasure, a search for affectionate relations, a search for respect of self, and a search for peace in an incomprehensible world. And when he finds he will not find that peace, he will be off on his next quest, right? We'll be off on that next level. So the point is here, guys, as he sets off on each new quest, as as each adult man sets off on each new quest, he believes he will find the answer to his existence. Yet much to his surprise and much to his dismay, he finds at every stage that the solution to existence is not the solution he has come to find, that every stage he reaches leaves him disconcerted and perplexed. It is simply that as he solves one set of human problems, he finds a new set in their place. And the quest he finds is never ending. And that is the problem-solution cycle. That's what we live in, guys. That is sort of that beta condition that we are dealing with, this problem-solution, problem-solution. That's what the brain is, right? That's what our brain does. It's a solution-driven machine. It, it's a problem-solving machine. It wants to solve problems. And it usually does so with fear. Now, the beta condition is not bad, Okay, I want to make that very clear. And I think I've said this before. I know I've said this before, but I want to make this clear. The beta condition is completely necessary for development and evolution. We need our beta condition to build, to grow, to make sense of the world. It has to happen this way. So in order for the alpha to kind of take over, to kind of evolve and become the alpha male that we were meant to be, we have to allow our beta condition to grow. It's almost like our beta condition is our child. You know, it's like our kid that grows up and makes sense of the world and oscillates back and forth between problem, solution, problem, solution. And then once we get into adulthood and the alpha is ready, then it kind of takes over. And I want you to think about it like this. You can think about it kind of like a cone. Think about it like an inverted cone. So not a dunce cap, right? Not where the point is superior to the base, but more like an ice cream cone to where the apex is inferior to the base. So it's an inverted cone. And you start at the tip, at the bottom. And as time, as you grow, you're filling the cone with information. So I want you to think about the cone as kind of like spinning with time. And as you're moving up towards the base, right, because the base is superior to the apex, you're moving up towards the base, you're filling this cone with information. You're filling this cone with problems and solutions. A problem occurs, you find a solution. That solution presents a new problem, and you find a new solution to that new problem. So this cone is spinning with time, and you're moving up and it's being filled. So what's being created here is this spiral that's happening. It's growing from a small point to a larger, it's getting larger and larger, and it's filling this cone full of 
knowledge, full of information. Now, this is the beta condition, and it's very, very important. We have to fill this cone in order to cap it off and shift into our alpha state. Because if we do not fill this cone, <laughs> then shifting into the alpha state is very difficult. The reason why is because our alpha state, even though given to us, even though it is our gift in this world as human beings, it has to be opened. It has to understand the world, and it has to understand the world through the listening of the sentences in the brain. It has to be utilized through the beta condition. Nobody is born an adult, right? We're born children. We're mammals, right? So we're born children, and then we grow. We develop the same way in order for the alpha state to occur, we have to have our beta condition. So guys, I don't want you to think that the beta condition is bad. It's very important. And it's very important to our receiving and developing the alpha. But it's also important because we need it to determine our existence. It's, not, it's sort of like the human condition, right? The human condition is the beta condition. It is the alpha that transcends the human condition. So we have to be humans. <laughs> we have to go through the animal part of our existence. We have to go through needing food. We have to go through the fear of not getting sustenance. We have to go through the fear of not getting water, right? This is, this is natural animal needs. Now, when we transcend this, <laughs> when we get to our alpha state, when we grow in our mind, let's say psychological growth, that is where we have the capacity to elevate our alpha, right? And this is where the philosophical problems are solved. See, after being hobbled, after having the fear of the more like super narrow animal-like needs, you know, those those needs for food, those needs for water, those needs for rest, that needs for safety, security, you know, we move on and the other fears start to drop away, right? So we have this, we have the fear of, of not getting sustenance. We have the fear of, you know, mystical spirits, right? There's certainly still that around. There's the fear of other people, you know, on the playground where there's the bigger kid, there's the fear of the bigger kid that might makes right. So we have this fear of bigger, stronger men, and then that drops off. And then a new fear rises, the fear of rules and fear of trespassing upon the ordained order, right? The authority. And then as we grow older, that drops off. And then there's the fear of our own greediness, our own need for more, our own scarcity, our own lack, right? We, we want more, this hyper-competitiveness, because we think that the world is uh, finite, like there's only so much to go around. So we have this uber-greediness. And again, then that fear drops off, you see? But then the new fear arises, because now we have the fear of social disapproval, right? And for most of us, I believe that that is kind of where we, most of us are, are still in, our minds. That is the capping of the cone. If we go back to the cone, if we go back to the spiral that I mentioned where we're filling up this cone full of 
data full of information. Right before we cap it off, we have to get over that last fear, which is social disapproval, which is where most of us are in our minds. That's the most, that's kind of like this big fear that we have. And you can see it in the world, which I'm going to go do a whole nother podcast episode on very shortly. It'll happen within the next couple of weeks. But that's that last sort of fear. And when that drops off, when we fill the cone and we cap it off, we cap the beta condition with the alpha state and we exercise and elevate our alpha, suddenly human cognition is free, right? It's liberated. Now with this new energy free for cognitive activation, we can focus ourselves on ourselves and on this world. And that is why the elevation of the alpha, the process of learning what your alpha state is, learning who you really are, and making that shift, that cognitive shift from living in the beta condition, wherever that beta condition is, whichever primal fear is driving you at this point, whether again, it's the fear of spirits, fear of other people, fear of the rules, the ordained order, fear of your own need for more, or fear of social disapproval, Whatever that fear is, once all those fears drop off, that is when you are in your alpha state. That is your alpha state taking charge and recognizing that those fears are irrational and ultimately illusions. So it's the solving of the human condition. That is why elevating your alpha behooves you to undertake as a practice as a skill set. Yes, the external problems are solved. Yes, you will feel more confident around women. The internal problems of confidence, you'll feel more confident in business, confident women. Yes, the external problems are solved. You'll have better relationships. You'll have more money. You'll have better health. But the philosophical problem that is being solved in your life by elevating your alpha is so much more than having better relationships or having a relationship, you know, being better with women, not fearing rejection, not fearing jealousy. If you're in a relationship, not having that jealousy, not fighting with your spouse, your girlfriend, your coworkers, your friends because of disagreements in thought, because <laughs> you recognize it's thought, right? It's more than having that external problem solved of having more money. Yes, having more money is wonderful. Having better health is wonderful. But the philosophical problem of ending fear is really the push to elevate your alpha. It's really why elevating your alpha is a undertaking that I recommend. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. That's not my place, but I highly recommend this. It's like you know going to the gym. It's like you don't have to go to the gym, but being able to lift more weight, run faster, do more stuff, it makes you healthier. You can do more. You can live more life. Now, besides the notable dropping away of fear, there's other significant differences between living in beta condition and living in alpha state. One of them is dropping away of compulsion, right? You become less reactive, you're not reacting to your environment. You're not reacting to your circumstance. It's, you have an ability to learn from multiple sources. 
And there's a trend towards getting more done with less energy and with less resources. So there's a whole lot of powerful reasons why elevating your alpha is important. But let me kind of finish with saying this, because we're, we're getting close. And I want to finish with saying this. I'm not saying that this is the end of all problems, okay? I'm saying that this is the end of fear-based problems. I'm saying that this is the end of the problems associated with the beta condition. This movement, the problems are no longer, they're no longer this external, I'm, I have problems with women, I have problems with health, I have problems with wealth. They're no longer internal. I have problems with confidence. I have problems with, you know, managing my emotions or feeling love for people or, you know, having this psychological shift back and forth between, you know, extreme happiness and extreme sadness. And it's solving the philosophical problem, of course, too, of it's no longer about what or how, which is fear-based, right? When you start asking your questions, what do I do and how do I do it? But now the question is who and why? Who is best for this particular place, right? And why? It's a cognitive shift. It's literally a movement in consciousness. It's an evolution of consciousness. So I'll finish by saying this, guys. And I know that this has been a rather deep episode. In fact, it might be altogether very difficult to understand. All of you know that I'm open to questions. You can get, you can go to my website, thealphamalecoach.com, 30-minute free consultation. Sign up with me. We can chat about what's going on specifically in your life, external problem. We can talk about internal problem. We can talk about philosophical problem. We can talk about just generally how you can change your life to improve your life conditions, to improve your living situations. But I'm going to finish with this. The reason why elevating your alpha is a quest worth undertaking and you are the hero of this quest so you don't have to take this quest like you're the hero of your life your quest is up to you if you choose to take on this quest then the villain that you will be defeating at the end of this quest is more than the transcendence of fear it is the transcendence of fear it is the transcendence of compulsion and reaction but it's also the end of all problems it's the end of all substance problems and you start to move, you will move into a new set of problems <laughs> because now we deal with problems around being, right? Around self-actualization, but you end the philosophical problem of fear. You end the philosophical problem of what it was like to live like a caveman. And quite frankly, guys, a lot of us are still living like cavemen in a technologically advanced society. Like we're still cavemen in a civilized world because our brains are still living in the beta condition. And when we transcend that, when we end that and we end fear, we end the manifestations that occur around fear, which are everything that I talked about in the previous episodes, right? <laughs> Fear around women, fear around money, fear around health. It's all based on that scarcity, lack, fear that comes from the beta condition. It's a survival. Your shift from simply surviving to actively thriving. 
But more than that, it's the, it's the evolution of you and it's the evolution of all. The evolution of you as an individual and the evolution of all of us as a species. Because when we drop off fear, when we stop acting like animals, we stop thinking like animals, then we'll stop acting like animals. And when we do that and when we move into our alpha, when we move into our trueness of what and who we really are, then all the problems of the old world disappear. All of them. Fear is gone, right? So that's what I've got for you today, guys. Again, very deep, very broad in topic, but hopefully motivating some of you to recognize that elevating your alpha is more than just having more women, right? Or having better relationships or having more money or getting better with your job or having a better job or getting better health or cutting back on your drinking or stopping watching the pornography or all the other external problems that we deal with in our life. These are all the benefits. These are all the results that we get from elevating the alpha. This is all the wonderful side effects of being an alpha male. But the deep-rooted, powerful reason and purpose for being an alpha male is to transcend fear. Fear is an illusion. False evidence appearing real. It's not there. It's just in the beta condition. It's just sentences in our brain created by a small group of cells that very importantly helped us through childhood to develop a picture of the world. But now that we're adults, we have the power to elevate our alpha so until next week guys elevate your alpha thank you for listening to this episode of the alpha male coach podcast if you enjoy what you've heard and want even more sign up for unleash your alpha your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at the alpha slash unleash